Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we are pleased to welcome Molly Patrick. Molly is the co-founder of Clean Food Dirty Girl, whose mission it is to help people eat more plants while finding joy in doing so. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! That Yay. just sounds happy. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot to talk to Molly about today, but before we do, let's hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc. Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way. Those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some Vegetarian Zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page. And you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. And guess what? We do have a new member of the Golden ah! Apple Roundtable. Our newest member is Megna Grover. Thank you so much Thank you. for your support. All of the support that we received through these g very generous folks over at Patreon.com. Uh, goes directly back into supporting the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And she is our first mem new member of 2021. Oh, wow. Woo! Wow, that's that, maybe she deserves a second fanfare. All right. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, get jump into the interview. All right. So as you mentioned, Molly Patrick is the co-founder of Clean Food, Dirty Girl. Clean Food, Dirty Girl's mission is to help people eat more plants and find joy in doing so. I like that. I can, I can, I'm, I can. You're uh, down, I'm with, down the joy. with that. Yeah, I'm down, down with, with the joy. joy. All right. Molly and her dirty team, dirty team, <laughs> custom create weekly whole food plant-based meal plans to teach their subscribers how to shop, cook, and eat plants that taste darn good. Molly has sent out a sweary Saturday love letter to her email list since January 2, 20, 2014, 2014 <laughs> in which she celebrates human imperfections and all the messiness of life. Oh, I can definitely relate to human oh, messiness and messiness messy. of life. Oh, human imperfections. <laughs> human messiness. <laughs> human messiness and the too. imperfections of life. <laughs> hey, it works. It works too, right? <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and bring Molly on the show. Hey, Molly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Really stoked to be here and talk with you ladies today. Well, thank you. We were really excited to talk to you. Like I said, I've been part of your uh, your community on Facebook, and then I also subscribe to your newsletters, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Oh, well, let's see. Me in a nutshell. So yes, my name is Molly. I'm 40 years old, and I started Clean Food Dirty Girl in 2014 with my wife, Luann. So she has kind of a tech background. I have the food recipe, plant-based background, and we kind of merged our, well, we married our skill sets and then we married each other. So <laughs> that's how that went. Perfect. 
Yeah. So we did this. So I got fired in 2013 from my job and I celebrated it. I was really excited because it meant I was free to do my own thing. I was always free to do my own thing, but it gave me that kind of push that I needed to to start my own thing. And then she also was not working at that time. So we thought, okay, it's the perfect time to start this. So we started working on this full-time in 2014. So it's been now, yeah, it's been a long time now. And and it's great fun. So our whole business is helping people eat more plants and less of everything else while at the same time celebrating our human imperfection and our human messiness, <laughs> because that's <laughs> so important. Cause we're all just like these messy humans who, you know, smell weird sometimes and say awkward things and we don't know what we're doing. So it's important that she's I, we just describing me, she's describing me perfectly. <laughs> I, that I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. So I get it. Um, so this is what we do and we offer, um, weekly meal plans and we have a blog with tons of free recipes and really good, useful, um, content and articles. And then we have various programs and we have a really active Facebook group. So we have a lot of resources for people who want to eat more plants, like whatever part of that journey they're on. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I really like, and I mentioned to you that we always vet our guests very thoroughly to make sure that we're a fit for each other. And one of the things that caught me uh, right at the beginning was that in your mission statement, you say no one should ever feel judged or shamed for how they eat. So part of our mission is to maintain a supportive, kind, inclusive, non-judgmental, loving and helpful community. That is mm. so much what we connect, we, re- we resonate with as well. Yeah, well, I think it's so you know, important. It's yeah. there's enough of there's enough judgment in the world. There's enough hate in the world. There's enough like mean meanness going on in the world. And we wanted to create a place where it's just like let's just not have that because it's just better when that stuff isn't around. Um, and the other thing is, you know, I've been vegetarian my whole life, and I went vegan in two thousand and eight. At the end of two thousand and eight, and then more specifically kind of focus on whole plant foods starting in 2014. But my wife, Luann, she is not plant-based and she may never be plant-based. Now she doesn't cook. So she eats what I cook. So kind of by the marriage, marriage card, she's kind of default plant-based unless we go out to eat. But that's the other thing, you know, I mean, I think wherever somebody's on in their, in their journey, it's like, fine, like I'm going to eat how I want to eat and everybody else gets to be them. Like they get to be adults for their, you know, however they want to be adults. And, and the way that I see it is like, I'm not the food police and it's not my business what other people are doing. I would like to share information and share good recipes and share experiences and share other people's stories. Um, but as far as trying to change people, it doesn't usually work anyway. <laughs> yeah. I find people are just so much more open to even trying something when you're not just screaming in their faces about how bad they are. Then they just turn around and leave, you know, whereas if totally. you just bring a vegan dish to a potluck and you say, by the way, this is vegan. Now you just introduce them to something rather than going, you better eat my vegan food. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, funny story. Like when I first um, met Luann, like, the only thing that she had, I'm weird. I always look in people's fridge refrigerators in their kitchens just because I'm really nosy and curious. <laughs> like a medicine cabinet kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so I looked in her fridge and she had half of a uh, watermelon that she said had been there since like her birthday in July. And this was like in October. And then she had um, white bread and some ham and like an old tomato. And I was like, where, where's your food? And she's like, that's it. And she mainly like went out to eat and stuff, but she ate and she's from Malaysia. And I don't know if y'all are familiar with Malaysia, but it's kind of the food capital of Southeast Asia. Mm. And so she will eat like her eating is very, she'll eat anything really. And she really appreciates food, but she doesn't cook. And so in her own kitchen, there was nothing, but she would go out to eat a lot. And so she wasn't really super like she, she, she was open to eating what I cooked. She's like, as long as it's yummy, I'll eat it. But it's funny because I've never told her like, you have to eat plant-based and I want you to eat better. And to be with me, you have to be, you know, vegetarian or vegan. Like I just let her do her thing. And we've been together. This is our 13th year of being together. And so she eats so much differently now than she did when I met her. And she's done it kind of on her own and kind of inched her way there. So 
everybody's on their own path. Some people just change overnight because they want to. Some people take baby steps for 20 years. Some people never go all the way plant-based. And it's like, you know, if you're eating the way that I see it is like anything you can do to just eat more plants and a little less of everything else, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You just reminded me of when Larissa and I were started dating. She looked in my refrigerator and there was, there was, when she worked on my freezer, there was pizza rolls. And in my refrigerator, there was beer. And I think like mustard or something. And, and, there, you go. There, and there were pop tarts on top. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> beer and pop tarts. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> got to start so, somewhere. <laughs> so I made a lasagna and then, and then I just never left. I think <laughs> it was the lasagna. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I think it was more the lasagna than me at that point, but yeah. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about the origins of clean food, dirty girl? So we've, we've talked about like how with us, we watched it. I was on vacation. It was 2013. I was on vacation uh, from my job, my corporate job at the time. And I don't know what possessed us to watch a couple of documentaries that I put in fat, sick and nearly dead and vegetated. And by the end of educated, we were finding ourselves cleaning all the meat out of our freezer, called my sister over to come take it. And we were saying, I don't know how we're going to do this, but because I was one to have meat at every single meal every day, mm-hmm. some form of meat pretty much. And I said, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I just want to do this. And so we decided to do it together. That was kind of how vegetarians that we started the podcast that same year. And that's how vegetarian Zen was born. Would love to hear the origin story of clean food, dirty girl. How did, how did that come about? So we actually like in 2000 and even in 2010, we did a little project on the side and we just decided to self-publish a couple of cookbooks because it was a fun project. And I was always in my kitchen cooking when I wasn't work. Like I never wanted to go to work and I always just wanted to stay in my kitchen making recipes because that's where I had the most fun. And like, I love to eat. Luann loves to eat. It's like our favorite thing to do in the world. And, and I love to cook and I love to play with recipes and play with, I just like to play in the kitchen. And so I knew that when I, you know, really every day, every morning when I get up to go to work, I couldn't wait to come home to do two things. One was drink a little bit too much. And the other was like work on the cookbook. And so we knew that, and through that process of working on a cookbook, Luann said, well, I'm just going to throw together a website for us. So we have like a website and we could do like a little blog. So it was just sort of a little side project. But through that, we discovered that we worked really well together and our skill sets totally complemented each other. And we just had a lot of fun doing it. And we knew that one day, like we, we decided to just one day we would start our own online business and really take it seriously and really go all in so that we could travel so that we could move wherever we wanted. So we wouldn't have to be like location dependent. And I knew that my passion and my thing is just helping people eat more plants. And that has kind of always been my thing. So that was, I knew that that's what I could bring to the table and how I could help people. And then she could help them like support that dream and support that mission. So that's sort of how it, how it came together, but we weren't called clean food, dirty girl in the beginning. We called ourselves bold vegan. And so we did two self-published cookbooks. Um, they were as you know, they were as good as we could at the time. I look back on them and think, oh, like I've gotten, we've gotten so much better since then. Yeah, <laughs> For, you know, back then that's what it was. And, um, and then we started to sort of evolve from there. And then we changed our name to clean food, dirty girl in 2015, um, because it was just more, it just suited what we were doing better. Um, and then we tried lots of things and failed at lots of things and just kept going and tweaking and uh, iterating until we sort of found our found our groove with it all. Yeah, that's awesome. That reminds me too of, like I said, with us, we, we complement each other also. That's such a great feeling. When we started um, actually <laughs> way back, we started uh, when I was still in the corporate job, we were selling like... Uh, uh, outlet mall kind of stuff and on just online to say, and we were just on eBay just to say, Hey, can we work together? And we're like, all right, all right. We can jam together. We uh, just like you were saying, our, our skills complement each other. So it was really, really fun to, to, to when we really got serious about it, to get into it. Yeah. It actually, it sounds like our stories are very similar actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. Isn't that cool? Cause like not every couple can work together and not every couple want to work together. Like I was just talking to one of our neighbors and in quarantine too. 
Yeah, and in quarantine too. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like when this all happened, I'm like, not much has changed for me. I've always worked it from home. We've always Same worked right thing. next to each other. Yes. And you know, and we really enjoy it because like we make each other laugh all the time because we're we're like best friends. We crack each other up all day, every day. And so we have a really easy time working together. But I know a lot of my friends and people I talk to, they're like, oh God, like I do not want to work. Like I, I love to go to work to get away from my family. I need that break, you know? So not everybody can do it or wants to do it, but it's a beautiful thing when it happens for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think uh, the four of us being the two of us and the two dogs have been together probably 99% of the time since like late February of last year. And I mean, she used to go, Vicky used to go out and like go to the coffee shop, you know, or go to the gym, work out and everything. So we'd have that time apart. And we, I, I can't think of more than like two times maybe that we've been like, not in exactly the same place for like almost a year. And that's why I said earlier, if, you know, if if we haven't killed each other or, or whatever by now, I think we're pretty good. You're good. You have a solid, strong relationship, (laughs) but do you work in the same office or do you have separate offices? You know what we, we did have like, um, this is our study slash podcast studio, I guess. And then my desk used to be out with all of the, the, um, stuff for the other business. But a couple of months ago, um, we moved my desk in here. So now we sit like what, what, four feet away from each other. And it's actually great. It actually is good. We just have to respect, like, if we have certain things, like I'll put, uh, uh, my headphones on or something so that we, we're just Don't not like, me. yeah. So we're just not like interrupting <laughs> yeah. each other all the time, but yeah, other than that, a little bit of boundaries there, but she's yeah. a Libra and I'm a cancer. So she tends to be a lot more talky yeah. than me. <laughs> <laughs> we're both Luann and I are both cancers. Actually. I, oh, really? I don't know what happened there. She's and we're <laughs> be more opposite. Like we're so different. The two of us are so, so different. And sometimes we laugh or like, how could two people who are so different, like, love each other so much. And I don't know, it's just, it's just thing. but we're both cancers too. And she, she likes to, I'm actually really introverted, which is weird. A lot of people don't expect that, but Same I'm kind with of like, me. Same with me. but you put a camera on me and I'm fine. But if I have to yeah. do it in a group of people, I get really awkward. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with me. And I think some of that came because with my corporate job, I had to be like out there and I was, I had a team and all that. So I had to be, you know, interactive and stuff, which is fine. And I, and, it, and I'm glad because that actually helped me in my own pursuits later on. So that really helped me come out. But. Yeah, it does help. Yeah. I used to work in the restaurant in, uh, business and oh, I worked wow. like every part of restaurant. So I think that helped oh, me yeah. as well. Yeah, you kind of have <laughs> to be on. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came up with clean food, dirty girl, um, 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 that was more reflective. You said of like who you were and being your authentic self can be really challenging. And I think, especially for women, it can be very challenging. I think there's some, like, I don't know, some people really see the need to take down women just being like themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't make any bones about being sweary and, you know, just being yourself. Did you face a lot of backlash from that when you changed from bold vegan over to clean food, dirty girl, or did your community kind of, kind of come along with that? Yeah. Well, I, we didn't have a huge community at that time. So it, the community that we did have just was cool with it. Cause I, I made a decision like when I stopped working for, for my employer, then I just, I made a choice that it's like, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. I just have to be who I am. And cause I don't really know how to do it. Otherwise, when I work for somebody else and I'm fulfilling their vision and mission and helping them reach their goals, then that's one thing. But if I'm doing this for ourselves, like I, I can't do it if I, if I'm not going to be me. And so I just decided that, you know, I'm not going to be for everybody and that's okay. That's fine because there's so many other resources out there and there's so many other you know, um, places that people can go to find support for this. So I'm just going to be me and whoever wants to come along for that ride. Awesome. And if they don't, then that's okay too. And so from the beginning, I knew that I just, you know, I wasn't going to be for everybody. And that kind of let the, like, you know, it took some of the pressure off. And so, you know, I just decided to unapologetically do what I was going to do. And for the most part, you know, people were actually really relieved about that. And they felt, oh, well, that's kind of refreshing. I like that, you know, and they hadn't seen a lot of that from like the quote unquote clean eating world, which I don't even like really 
like, <laughs> I, I don't really dig that kind of, um, the clean eating in the sense that the other type of eating is dirty or wrong. Um, but clean food, dirty girl, it just sounded really good together more than anything. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I, I just haven't, I don't, I didn't get a lot of backlash and yeah, we get like emails from people who don't dig the way that I talk or, you know, don't dig stuff, but like, I don't know people, there's going to be people who don't like you regardless of how you're being. So you may as well be yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, and you know, the thing about that, we, we kind of got the, a little bit of the same, not, we've been really fortunate in that we haven't gotten too much of the um, backlash or, or, or feedback from the, you know, strict vegans who, because we, we don't espouse like the strict vegan you have, are we kind of are, are more like you where it's like, um, do what you can, you know, um, as much as you can or, or want to, and something's better than nothing. And, you know, it's, it's a personal thing. And we have had some feedback from more of the, the serious, you know, vegan saying, well, that's not a, that's not a good thing to promote and whatever. But I mean, the thing is with like, just people, how people say, you know, they don't like the way you talk. Well, you know, there's an off button <laughs> and I guess, you know, and I guess having that attitude is kind of helpful, but overall, just like you. I mean, we've been, our community is there because they want to be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like you too. When I left the corporate world, I was like, I'm tired of, it was just, there was some things uh, overall, the company was great. So I'm definitely not bashing the company I came from, but I'll just say that just the culture, it's just the nature of the beast that you've got to play with the politics and you've got to do things that maybe seem unauthentic to you. And when I just was like, you just, restrained jubilation is what I felt the day that everybody else was like moping. And I'm like, no, I am. So I didn't know how I was going to jump this ship because I just had, I was, I, and I, I felt bad because I felt, I felt very grateful for the opportunity. I still do. I learned a lot of things, but man, I was so ready to leave. And when I left, I just like, now I can just be me again, you know, and whoever wants to follow that, whatever personally or on the podcast, can do so or feel free to turn around and walk away. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I mean, we get a lot of feedback as well. And there has been, you know, we get a, probably every week we get emails with people saying, well, you could do this better in your business. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing this. And I always think like, well, I have a really good idea. You should go start that then. Like yeah. that, if you want that, like you should go do that. And I like, I'll even follow you. Like you, you go do that. It's a really good idea. And Sounds I'm going like to go you business. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. You know, and a lot of these people, like they, they have good intentions, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think we just need to like allow, allow it. It's just about accepting, you know, like accepting people, accepting adults to be adults and knowing that adults are going to be themselves and going to do what they're going to do and, and not, not having to like fix or change anybody else, you know? And that like goes yeah. from like personal relationship level to like, okay, I'm seeing this person posting something on Instagram and I'm having this thought that that's not really quite, they're not doing it quite good enough. It's like, what? No, I'm going to, I'm just going to focus on my life, you know, and let them right. be there. So. I got enough going on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <cool>. Plenty. <laughs> Right. So, so now, uh, now that we know kind of the backstory of a clean food, dirty girl, what let, I want to talk about some of the programs that you actually offer within your, your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our main offering is we offer weekly plant fueled meal plans. So this has been a really fun thing. So this was the thing that kind of the thing that stuck after a lot of, um, doing a lot of different offers and tweaking and stuff the the meal plans are something that people were like, Oh, interested in. And that's something that we could roll with and make better and, and offer, you know, that was our first offering that was kind of successful. And then we kind of saw what we were doing, what people liked about it and then tweaked to make it better. And then we rolled with it. And that's really how we monetized our business. And so it used to be when I was doing the meal plans, it was just a PDF of basically what I would eat in a week and how I would grocery shop and how I would cook. And it was based on batch cooking. So you batch a bunch of food like one day a week and then eat it throughout the week. And that was fine. But like in the beginning, Luann and I were doing everything in our business and we were working so many hours and I was getting burnt out, but we didn't have enough money to hire anybody yet. So we kind of had to keep doing everything. And then once we had enough subscribers and we're making enough money, we were able to then hire somebody to help me with the meal plans and the recipes. 
And so we hired our first employee, which was really exciting. And then we eventually hired one more person. So it's kind of the, the three of us creating the meal plans and the recipes. And now instead of being just a PDF, we, we hired two awesome, awesome developers to create like this classroom. That's really awesome. You go in and choose how many portions you want of each meal and everything is calculated for you. And you can search recipes that are like gluten-free or using the instant pot. So it really takes out a lot of the thinking for people and a lot of the planning for people in a way that's very structured and that's very organized. So that happens. So every Friday there's a new meal plan. And so that's great because then people don't have to think about what's for dinner. They don't have to buy all these groceries and then have the groceries go to waste at the end of the week. Like we've all done. Um, and they that's don't painful. have to, it's painful <laughs> to buy all this beautiful mm -hmm. kale and cucumbers and then it's all slimy, right? You don't use it. Yeah. So this is a way to eliminate all that. And also people just don't have to, I mean, we plan for them and we plan really delicious food and and we're really good at making delicious recipes with a ton of flavor that even like meat eaters enjoy. So that's sort of our main thing. And then that's a subscription. So that's a recurring um, mem like sub membership. So it's monthly or you could do like yearly. And then it turns out to be like $18 a month or something. So definitely affordable. Just interject $18 yeah. a month. If you think about it, like when you waste food. You waste, you can waste more than that when you don't plan. Yeah. Cause we've, we've talked about planning, um, ourselves and since we've been home, it's a little, it's been a little bit easier, but I'll tell you what night and day in the, in the weeks that we get busy, we don't plan, you know, we have to sit down and spend time doing that. I mean, easily throw out more than $18 of totally. food if we don't plan. Yeah, totally. And the other thing is a lot of people when they're not planning, they're eating out or they're buying prepared food, which is a lot more expensive. Yes. So they're saving. I mean, our subscribers will be saving hundreds of dollars a month just by following our plans. Even though in the beginning, especially if somebody's new to eating this way, it might be a little bit more expensive because they're stocking their pantry with the staples, like the different vinegars and stuff like that. But those things last months, you know? So it's actually quite affordable when you are eating like whole plant foods and you're buying most of your groceries from the produce section. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I just, yeah. I love it. You're right. It is, it is a big savings once you plan. And even if you're not using our meal plans, like if you're using another person's meal plans, or if you're just planning on your own using like free recipes for, um, online, it, it'll still save you money. You know, I mean, it's, Absolutely. A, it's a great way to manage your time and manage your money. And it kind of is a safeguard that you're going to eat healthier throughout the week. Cause you have all this delicious food that's cooked. Yeah, we use a meal planning app called Plan to Eat. But again, it's still, I mean, it's great. It just takes the time to, you know, because we still have to vet through the recipes and, and add them in and stuff like that. So, yeah, but, but yeah. still, again, I mean, we do save money when we use it and we actually go buy it. That's the other, yes. that's the second part of that. <laughs> well, you know, this brings up a good point because I always tell people like, you can read all of the plant-based books. You can watch all the documentaries. You can follow all the Instagram accounts. Like you can listen to all the podcasts. But until you actually like go to the grocery store, get some gro groceries and put plants in your mouth when you're hungry, like they're not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're, <laughs> they're not going to help you. Yeah. They're just there to look pretty, but they're not yeah. going to do anything until you do it. And it's like, I tell people the only way, like I could quit smoking cigarettes is I stop putting cigarettes in my mouth and inhaling. Like that's it. The only way I quit drinking was to stop putting booze to my mouth and drinking you know, and it's the same thing. If I want to do anything, like you just have to start doing the thing or stop doing the thing. And there's tips and tricks and there's motivation here and there, but that's really at the very basic level, what it comes down to. Like you either, you have to do the thing you want to do, or you have to stop doing the thing you don't want to do. It's like, you can't get more basic than that. And I think we right. just, we have all this drama because we just think so much about it. And we go into analysis paralysis and all of our thoughts create these stories that may or may not be true. And it's like, sometimes we just have to quiet our, our mind down and think, okay, I'm just going to like do this or not do this. And that's much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have the, um, the, that you said the plant fueled program and what about, mm -hmm. uh, you have a few others, I think a yeah. few other programs in there. Yeah. So I created a series of videos for people who are really brand new to being in the kitchen cooking plant. So it's a very basic sort of, here's some recipes that we're going to make. Here's my kitchen and how I set everything up. If you don't 
if you're not ready to batch cook or you don't feel like you have the kitchen skills enough to batch cook yet, then I just walk you through like a bunch of super simple recipes that taste really yummy that are really quick. And so it gives like basic, like the knife skills and the basic like cooking without oil skills. And it's just me being in my kitchen doing what I love to do, which is like eating plants, cooking plants and teaching people how to do it. So that's called kitchen play. And it's really designed for people to get in their kitchen and play with their food and just have fun. So yeah, just getting in there, playing around and amazing yourself that you created something delicious and, and, and showing that this way of eating doesn't have to be super complicated. Like it, there's a way well, to do it. It's really simple. Yeah. What I like about that is it's kind of bringing fun back because it can be such a chore. So it can feel like a chore. We make it something like a chore, but this kind of brings some playback. It reminds me of my mom. It's so funny. My, my dad was an in- engineer, so he had a very structured, very kind of military type of mind. And my mom was on the artistic side she wanted to be a writer she didn't become a writer but she wanted to be she was very artsy and she she would let us like write on the walls at home and my dad would get mad and he'd be like she'd be like you can paint over it they're just expressing themselves and we'd be drawing on the walls and stuff but um she used to give us this she used to give us some form of kitchen play she'd let us like pull some ingredients from the kitchen and just like play around with making stuff to see what it what it tasted like. So that kind of reminded me of that when I saw that, I was like, that's really cool. That's awesome. a, that's a great idea. You know, like adults don't play enough. And uh, exactly. I think that, and I think that people think, okay, I need to play more. Does that mean I have to go to a park? Does that mean I have to get on a bicycle? Like what does that mean? I have to play monopoly. Like, it, you know, yes, but again, you might be overthinking it. Think of the things that you day, do in your day to day that you could just make more fun and allow yourself the space and the time and the, the, um, energy just to have fun with whatever it is you're doing. Right. So this is sort of in that, in that spirit of let's just go in the kitchen and play around and have some fun with it. And then so that's kitchen play. We have another program called lighten up, which is sort of a combination of food and movement. And it's a pretty intense, like month long, go at your own pace program with lots of videos and, um, and sort of guidelines. And this is really, it's about eating and it's about movement, but it's really about moving out of fear and moving into love in your mm. life. And so it's, I do it with a um, friend of mine, Michelle Andre. she does the movement part. And so the two components together are really powerful. And it was a lot of, I mean, it was really intense and fun to put together. And we have a private uh, Facebook group for people who join that and who go through that. And then we also have a, a workshop called the lift off with Lindsay. And so Lindsay Hafer Williams has followed our meal plans since 2017 and through her own journey of switching to a plant-based diet and learning a lot about herself on that journey, she actually has um, been able to really make some peace and with her like relationship with food and specifically binge eating. And so her story is really powerful. And so what she did with this liftoff is put everything that she has learned and this way that she's kind of taught herself to kind of stop binge eating before she gets into that pattern. And she put it into a really beautiful workshop for people. Um, and kind of, she's teaching people what, what she does now and what she's taught herself to do on this journey. So it's a powerful thing. It's an intense thing and it's something that's very personal to her. And so we decided to put that up because I can relate to binge drinking because I used to do a lot of it before I got sober and binge eating wasn't something that I personally had experience with, but I know that binge eating and emotional eating is um, a really powerful topic. And she has really become this, I don't know, example of what's possible for somebody who is really like deep, deep, deep in that. So we have that too. I mean, it's kind of heavy, but it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful workshop. That's something that I have struggled with quite a bit in my life. And Mm. Um, I, I went on my first diet when I was 12 years old and ever since then was just like, had a really unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. 
And when I became, when we started vegetarian as uh, Zen, as a matter of fact, I have to be really careful with even labeling myself something because it becomes restrictive. And with people who like struggle with binge eating and this kind of yo-yo dieting all their lives, it can be very triggering and cause a lot of bad things to happen. So um, yeah, that sounds like something I definitely want to check out. Was that something new that you just started or is that? Yeah, we just, well, she... You know, it's interesting because she, she's so, she's fantastic. And there's a whole, I mean, I just love her to bits, but she started out as somebody in our Facebook group who got our meal plans. And she was so, she also like her IBS is gone since she started eating this way. And a lot of other things have cleared up for her as well. And she had struggled with IBS for like decades. Um, but she really wanted a job with us because she was like, I love you guys. I love what you're doing. This has helped me. I'm so passionate. And we're like, okay, like when something opens up, when it makes sense, we will, but we're not hiring right now. And she just kept bothering us and bothering us. (laughs) And then eventually something kind of a little part-time thing came up and I reached out to her and she was like, yes. So she sort of like inched her way in. And then she like, we had this conversation early last year and she had expressed wanting to do something like this. And I thought, okay, let's like, let's do it. And so I had worked with her throughout the process because everything that we put on our website and every one of our offerings, even every one of our emails or our blog posts, we have a very high expectation that we always bring our best to the table and we don't ever do anything just to do it. You know, I won't ever send out an email just because I should send out an email. I won't post a blog because I should do that. Um, I won't put out a program that's like only, you know, like 50% of what it could be. Like we have a very high standard for ourselves because, you know, we respect our community's time and we respect their money and we respect the fact that they are part of our community. So we only put out super quality stuff. And so I knew that I really wanted to work with her on this to, I mean, she only her, only she can tell her story, but there was a lot of refinement that went into it because there was so much to tell. So we had been working on this together for like nine months and then we just launched it last month. So that's sort of how that came about. Yeah. And what's the reception been like? Have you gotten some positive feedback or is it still a little too early to tell or people are loving it? People are loving it. And we have um, a separate private Facebook group for that. And our rule in that private Facebook group is like, you're not allowed to give any advice, Mm -hmm. which I love because then it just makes it this really safe place where people can share what's going on without the worry of, you know, okay, people are going to bombard me with 50 things to do, or I shouldn't be doing this. And so we have these really clearly set boundaries and people are really responding well to it. And just the fact that Lindsay was able to be so vulnerable and so open and so uh, generous with her story, you know, um, it's really resonating with people. Yeah. That's that's great. And I am definitely going to check that out. That sounds like something I would, I would really be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Do check um, it out. Yeah. So, um, you were mentioned your newsletter, your email mm-hmm. newsletter, and these are these are called Sweary Saturday Love Letters. Is that what they're that is? They're called Sweary Saturday Love Letters. That's <laughs> right. And and this is sometimes they're about food, but they're not always about food. Sometimes it's about celebrating or telling people about you know I don't know I guess showcasing human imperfection and human human messiness. Mm-hmm. So for example, my my email last Saturday, I've been putting these, these emails out every Saturday since January, 2014, and I've never missed a Saturday. So it's my thing that I'm always really consistent with. But like last Saturday, I told the story of trying on this bodysuit that I had and how difficult it was to get on this bodysuit and how it took me, like I went into very big detail about this whole thing. But sometimes it's just like stories like that. Sometimes I'll like, there was this, like the other day I was taking a nap and when I sleep, I tend to drool and I was sleeping. I was like taking a nap and I didn't want to get up to get like a cloth to put underneath my face. So I cut my hand under my mouth to catch my drool. And I woke up with like a puddle of drool in my hand. I was like, Oh my God, that's really disgusting. I need to write about this. So sometimes you know, and like sometimes it'll be about like sobriety. Sometimes it'll be just like a lesson that I learned that week about, I don't know, just being human on the planet that I like to share. So it's a lot of different things. 
And then it usually then links to a new blog post that we put out with a new recipe, but we don't put out blog posts every week, like a few times a month we do. I need to sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's it the drool like that got you, right? Yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> the drool. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, before we start to wrap up, I just wanted to ask you, what advice would you have? You know, this is, we're recording this. This is going to be uh, released in January. This this episode mm-hmm. will actually be released toward the end of January. But we got a lot of people that are starting doing the Veganuary thing and really looking to start a, a more plant-based lifestyle. Hopefully after, you know, Veganuary that maybe they can start to incorporate some plant-based recipes into their, mm-hmm. into their meals if they're not uh, plant-based. What advice would you give for anyone that's just starting out on a plant-based diet? Like, you know, because it can be very overwhelming. And as I mentioned with us, wow. I mean, we just, we thought just getting rid of meat was going to mean that we were eating healthier, but when you stick with the processed and all that stuff, it doesn't mean that that at all. So um, what advice would you have for someone who not only wants to go plant-based, but also wants to get healthier plant-based, but mm-hmm. like maybe Larissa, she can be very picky. So with, <laughs> with uh, vegetables and stuff, but she's, she's really developed a taste for it, I think over time. But yeah. I, I think um, there's definitely some solid advice out there for how to get started. Yes. What would you uh, give? Well, I could write books and talk to you like for a week about this. So here's what I will say. Keep in mind, like when you're, when you're switching to eating like a really healthy plant-based diet, right? It's, you're going to have to spend some time in your kitchen because that's just part of the deal. Like we can't order from restaurants and eat this way. We can't get like frozen stuff and eat this way. So it does require time in your kitchen, putting together food, right? And you're taking whole plant foods and you're dicing and chopping and sauteing and blending and working their magic to create really delicious meals, right? So you have to get in that mindset of it's going to require time. And think of it as an investment in yourself. You know, the payback, it might be annoying in the beginning, or you might think, I'm tired, I don't want to do this, but it does get easier the more you do it. And just know that it's like you're investing this time in yourself and you will get so much out of it. So when you're looking at eating a healthy whole food plant-based diet, it's like, keep in mind like the categories and don't overcomplicate it. We have veggies and fruit and beans and legumes, whole grains, nuts and seeds. And then I like to add in there like spices as well, because I love spices. So those are the categories, right? That's, that's it. And with those things, you can create so many amazing, delicious meals. So if you just kind of simplify it a little bit. So I tell people like, write it down, write on a piece of paper, write down veggies, fruit, beans and legumes, whole grains, nuts and seeds and spices. Like that's what you're going to be focusing on. And all the rest, just like, don't bother with. It'll make your grocery store trips much easier, much more affordable. Um, And then you're going to have all of these ingredients that now you need to cook with, right? So finding some good recipes. Um, Our blog has great recipes. Our meal plan has amazing recipes, but there's so many resources out there. Um, Just Google healthy whole food or whole food plant-based recipes and a ton will come up and just start playing around and just start having fun. So I think getting in the right mindset, you know, and just realizing that it's going to take a little bit of time to do this because it's not convenience food. If it was convenience food, then like, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, if, if, if you could get sauteed or steamed broccoli and some brown rice and some delicious tofu in the drive-thru, then, Hey, clean food, dirty girl would be out of business and I'd be fine. We'd start another thing, you know, but that's just not how it is. So, um, I would say having some tools is really important in your kitchen. I don't like a lot of kitchen gadgets, but I do have an instant pot or any electric pressure cooker will do. So that makes things really handy. It cooks beans and stews and soups really well, a good blender. And I had like a target, a blender from target that I think I got for 20 bucks for years and years and years. And I used the heck out of it. And then I eventually got a Vitamix like Mm -hmm. only a couple of years ago. Um, But even like even a regular blender from Target, that'll work. But having a blender is important. Right. Um, And then having like a salad spinner to wash and, and dry your greens with is really, really handy so that when you wash your lettuce and wash your kale, 
you get home from the grocery store, you wash and dry all that stuff, then it's ready to go in the fridge and you're more likely to eat it or to put it into smoothies. But having a salad spinner will spin it dry so it doesn't get slimy. So, you know, picking up a few of these tools can be really handy and it doesn't have to cost a lot. Um, just a few little things that'll help make your kitchen time easier. And then, you know, the other thing I would say is, you know, it, de it depends on where they're at. So some people do really well with going just overnight, I'm going to do this, right? And some people need a little bit more time. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to do this just overnight, then start incorporating more fruits and veggies into whatever you're doing. So if you're eating a vegan diet, let's say you have a vegan frozen pizza one night. Okay. And I do that sometimes too. But what I'll do is I'll add like some carrot sticks and some sliced up cucumber rounds, and then some maybe crisp lettuce leaves on the side, and then a couple of apple slices. And just have that like with whatever else you're eating. And that kind of like crowds out some of, you know, you won't eat as much of the pizza if you eat like all of those veggies, right. And it'll give you some, some more nutrition and stuff without being like, okay, well, I don't expect people to eat just cucumber rounds and lettuce for dinner. That would be horribly boring. But if you can start incorporating some of those more just like fruits and veggies into whatever you're doing, that's a good place to start as well. Um, and I will say one more thing, you know, when you are switching to this way of eating, you're going to have cravings for your favorite food, whatever it is, if it's vegan pizza or pizza that's not vegan, depending on where you're coming from, or like macaroni and cheese or cake, or, you know, you're going to have those cravings. And what I say is like, find healthy versions of those things, you know, like find a really good plant, like plant-based mac and cheese recipe using like potatoes and carrots and some cashews for the cheesy sauce, you know, or make a delicious, like get some sprouted English muffins and make like English muffin pizzas. If it's pizzas you're craving. So like what I'm trying to say is if you're craving like a grilled Reuben, having just some lettuce probably isn't going to be very satisfying. So indulge in those cravings, but just make them like the healthiest versions that you can. So I guess that's another another one, but I could, I could go on for days and, and on our website, on our blog, we have so many of, of ideas, you know, ideas and resources for people. Yeah. That last one in particular, I think is, is really good for people that are picky eaters like Larissa. I think um, she's pickier than, than I am when it comes to certain things. But uh, yeah, I think that's really good for picky eaters to think about, like you said, just, okay, have the pizza, but then try to find ways to incorporate um, things like carrots or have things on the side that you, that might help fill you up. So you're not eating the whole pizza. Yeah. yeah and also have a, a salad first, you know, uh -huh. like have a big mm -hmm. salad first and then, yeah. Yeah. That helps. Cause it, it, it also mixes up like the textures and I'm like a big texture person. You know, I like to have a lot of different textures in my food. So even if I am having Mac and cheese, like I love to like make some coconut bacon and put that on top and maybe put in some steamed broccoli. So I have different textures. Um, and then also, you know, eating a wide range of whole plant foods is awesome because you'll get, you know, nutrient diversity. And so you'll get, you know, nutrients from all of these delicious, amazing plants. And so thinking about that too, um, and yeah, having big salads with like many different ingredients, like baked tofu and beans and veggies and some like tamari roasted seeds on top and a really yummy homemade dressing and some fresh herbs, like some parsley or some basil and some chopped apple. So like the, the texture thing for me is huge. And we, we think about that a lot in our meal plans, you know, how can we make this satisfying, um, and delicious and for, and it always comes back to like spices and texture two two really big things. Yeah. And you know, one thing I know I'm guilty of sometimes is giving up on a recipe a little too soon. Like you were just saying with the spices, you, there might be just something like I'll get a recipe and think, oh, this looks like it's going to be awesome. And then, and then I have it and I'm like, oh, that wasn't so awesome. But that doesn't mean you can't tweak it a little bit. You know, that's, sure. that's what yeah. you should do. And I know I'm guilty of that, of just like going, ah, this recipe sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just but giving you know, the up thing on is it. like, think of a recipe as just, um, like a canvas or a blueprint, and then you can make it your own. You know, I mean, I know that I do that sometimes even with our own recipes, because if there's like a, th this way of, of eating and cooking is, or cooking is so forgiving, right? If you aren't a total fan, then maybe like, what can you do to change? Could you add a little bit more spice or could you add another like ingredient or can you just put rice in it and it'll be better? Or maybe coconut aminos would make it a little bit better, but it's so, it's so forgiving that, um, you know, and, and then you've, you're not going to love every recipe. 
just not. So you, you chalk it up and then you kind of make mental note. What was it about that recipe that I didn't like? And so like the next time you're making a recipe, you know, remember whatever that was and then apply it. So there's so many and and legit, there's a lot of bad recipes out there too. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And the thing is with, with, with clean food, dirty girl, you know, that you're going to get really for the, you know, for the most part, you might be like an ingredient you don't like, but we take great pride in creating really delicious recipes that satisfy like a wide range of, of palates. So we talked a little bit about like where people can find you. So where mm-hmm. you, I know uh, cleanfooddirtygirl.com, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Everything and is then- there. Okay. And so you have links to all your social media. So are you on all the major platforms? Like, um, so yes, we're on Instagram and Pinterest and I think we have a Twitter, but like, I don't think I ever use it. I don't, I never really, I know we don't, we don't use it very much. We get zero reactions. I mean, there's nothing, there's not much of our community, I think out there. So it doesn't make really a lot of sense. Yeah. I never understood it. Um, I never really understood what to do with it, but I think we have one, (laughs) but mainly like Instagram. I, cause I really have fun with Instagram. So our link is there. And then we have our like private Facebook group that's really active and fun. So all the links are on our website and people can sign up for a free trial of our meal plan. So they can kind of play around in the classroom and see what that's like for free. And the cool thing with the free trial is it never ends. So you can sign up. And if you don't get to it for two months, then it'll still be there. So, oh, that's um, but great. yeah, everything, everything that's is there, great. including tons of recipes, blog, everything you need is there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes. Molly, yeah. thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. We really enjoyed, we really enjoyed talking to you. Well, thank you for having me. I've had so much fun chatting with you ladies and happy 2021. And I just, you know, thanks for doing what you, what you do. I I love it. I think that um, it's a great thing that you provide and seems like you have an awesome community. So thanks again for having me and for your time. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was, that was fun talking to Molly. I really, you know, I, when we talk to folks, uh, however we talk to folks these days, but really makes me missing, miss, uh, people in person, mm-hmm. you know, good people, yes, good people definitely. in person sitting I, down, drinking some coffee or something. And just, and I feel like Molly is a, is a kindred spirit. Yeah. And you know, I, like I mentioned in the interview, I'm part of her mailing list and it really is very entertaining. I really dig that. I like that. It's not just, uh, as, as entertaining, of course, and as, as fun and helpful as they can be. It's nice just to hear from about everyday things we all face. Yes. And we all face a lot of everyday things these days. (laughs) Definitely. And as we mentioned, we will have links to everything we mentioned in the show notes. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.